In a world full of lies and half-truth, it is hard to know what to believe. It is hard to know what is truth. That's why this podcast is dedicated to bringing you the absolute truth. Not my truth, not the world's truth, but God's truth. This is the Truth For Youth Podcast with Mike and Murphy. Guys, I hope your year is off to a great start. I hope you are killing it. I hope you are progressing and becoming the best version of you yet. Now, when I say I hope your year is great, that doesn't mean that everything has gone exactly as planned. That doesn't mean everything's been easy. Because look, you know, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that easy is not always great. Easy is not always good. Easy is not always what's best for us. Sometimes we need difficulty because that's what helps us grow. Overcoming difficulties, overcoming hardships, overcoming obstacles, that will help build confidence in you. That will help grow your faith in God as he's pulled you through those times and you come out even better. So if, you've all, if you feel like your year's been off to a rough start, just know that God's going to use that for your benefit down the road as long as you stay focused on Him and allow Him to do so. All right? Now, look, today's podcast, I want to talk about something that uh, is really one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Um, Hasn't always been one of my favorite verses, but as I've gotten older and more mature and as I've grown to love kind of grit and those hardships and difficulties like we just talked about, I've come to appreciate this passage a little more. it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 25, and this is what it says. I'm going to read a couple of variations uh, just because I like the wording. Everyone who competes practices self-discipline in everything. The runners do this to get a crown of leaves that shrivel up and die, but we do it to receive a crown that never dies. That is the common English version. Here's an easy-to-read version. All who compete in the games use strict training. They do this so that they can win a prize, one that doesn't last. But our prize is one that will last forever. Good news translation. Every athlete in training submits to strict discipline in order to be crowned with a wreath that will not last, but we do it for one that will last forever. And then to win the contest, you must deny yourself many things that will keep you from doing your best. An athlete goes to all this trouble just to win a blue ribbon or a silver cup, but we do it for a heavenly reward that never disappears. All right, so you see all these different versions talking about this self-discipline, this training, this strict training, um, or doing things that you must deny yourself, maybe certain pleasures or certain benefits so that you can adhere to a strict discipline or strict training in order for you to achieve something. Look, I don't know if you want to be a superstar athlete. I don't know if you want to be the owner of a massive company one day or the best school teacher or the best doctor or the best lawyer or just, you know, whatever it is that you want to be. If you want to be the best, if you want to compete at the highest level, you're going to have to practice some serious self-discipline and some serious hard work in order to get there. Now, yes, there are some people that are just extremely gifted with intelligence or athleticism, 
But if you're going to get to the highest level, you are more than likely going to have to work really hard to even improve those skills so that you can get to the next level. And again, as I've gotten older and more mature, and I can reflect a little bit more back on my life as even just a young kid, as you know, growing up on a farm, working, doing hard manual labor, or being an athlete in, in high school and even some in college, like I can look back at those times. And there's times when I thought that I was maybe really, you know, going over the top and I was really strict and disciplined and giving it all I got. And honestly, I look back now and there's times where, yeah, there were some times where maybe I gave it my all, but not to the extent that I felt like I could. I felt like I could have done more. And I think part of that comes from us limiting just what we can accomplish and just how much we can do. Um, And again, going back to this whole new year, and and some of you may have set New Year's resolutions, and I just hope, I don't know if you've set New Year's resolutions or not, but I hope that you have decided that regardless of whatever else, you are going to improve as an individual. And that may improve uh, as an athlete, that may improve as a student, that may improve as a son or a daughter, that may improve as a husband or a wife or a business owner or, you know, whatever it is, I hope that you said, you know what, this year I want to improve. This year I want to become better. And of course, as a follower of Christ, I hope and pray that on that list you've included, I want to get, you know, closer to God. I want to deepen my faith. I want to be more bold in my faith. I want to be a better witness some type of spiritual growth. You know, I look, the purpose of life is for us to know God and to make him known. Now, yes, there's a lot of other things that, that happen in life that are important and that we need to take care of and that it's fun to participate in. But bottom line is our spiritual growth is truly one of the most important things that we can do. Uh, being being alive, that's what we need to be working on. And all those other things, I believe, will benefit from it. We'll be able to be a better student, a better business owner, a better, you know, sibling or spouse or all the different characteristics and all the different roles that we play as humans. All those things will benefit if we get closer to Jesus. If we are more like him, those things will benefit us in the long run. I'm not saying you're going to be more successful the stronger you are in your faith. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you will benefit, whether that be your your impact or your peace or your purpose. All those things will benefit, I promise you. Now, let's get into what I want to talk about specifically today. Again, the passage that I read, we could go a bunch of different routes. And honestly, I've used this passage in the past for a different topic. I'm using it today for the topic to talk about habits. Habits can be good. Habits can be great, in fact. But habits can also be bad. And I don't know, sometimes I think we tend to think negative when we think of habits. We think of bad habits, um, and rightfully so. Bad habits can, uh, can really hinder our progress. So we're going to look at both sides today. We're going to look at the positive and we're going to look at the negative. Now, where do habits kind of come from? Well, habits are just something that you have done a number of times 
on a regular basis to where it almost happens without you thinking about it. It just, it's hard not to happen, okay? That's what a habit is. A habit is just, it's going to happen, right? You've done it so many times that it just comes naturally. You don't really have to think about it. You just do it. Again, that can be good or bad. Let's talk about the good first, all right? When we go back to this passage, it was talking about the athlete. Now, again, I was an athlete. You know, maybe I still consider myself an athlete. You know, I still do some some training, um, but I have three sons that are athletes. And so I appreciate the analogy of the athlete because I think we can learn so much about who we are as individuals um, and who God has created us to be through physical strain, physical training, uh, physical competition. I just think there's a lot to be learned from it. And I think that's kind of how God wired me. You don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to physically train. Okay. So I'm just saying for me, this is how I relate. Um, but when you're training for something, okay, like when you're really pushing your body and you want to become, you know, a top level competitor, you better have some really good habits. Right? You better be doing things that are going to help you get to that next level, whether that be strength training, maybe it's running, it's conditioning, it might be stretching, you may need more flexibility, it may need balance depending on maybe you're in gymnastics or something, but there's a lot of different things that you should be working on and diligently, like probably a daily basis, if not a daily basis, like probably at least three times a week, you should be working on different skills to help you get to another level um, as an athlete. And if you're like, let's say weight training, okay? So if you're used to getting up early before, you know, before work or before school and working out, uh, that's tough, okay? It's hard to get up in the mornings. I get it. Um, But at some point that can become a habit. You just don't think about it. The alarm goes off and you don't, you don't necessarily second guess. You're just like, you know what? I got to go do it. Yes, you're going to be more tired than others, but you just get up and do it because it's become a habit. It's kind of become who you are versus the very first time you do it. It's going to be rough. It's going to be hard. You're going to, you may miss a couple of times. You may hit the snooze button and sleep in, but at some point you've done it enough that it becomes a habit and that becomes a good habit. That's helping you get to the level you want to be as an athlete. Could be the same thing with eating healthy. Like, you know, that's one of the top New Year's resolutions every year is to, you know, lose weight or perhaps trim up, you know, however you want to word that. And that is very, very difficult to do. I mean, it's simple to write it on paper, but to actually do it, it's, it's difficult because it takes a lot of self-discipline, you know, Different times of the day, it may be easy, right? Like I know for myself, there's some times of the day where I'm not really that hungry. I'm not craving sugar or something sweet. And it's like, okay, this is easy. You know, I'm going to eat my healthy meal and not worry about it. But then there's moments where, I mean, it is just like a craving that I just cannot shake. It's like, I need sugar, right? It's like this addiction. And really, sugar is an addiction. And it becomes this this grab on me. It's like, I need something sweet. You know, where's a cookie? Where's, you know, something that I can, you know, taste that just fulfills that sweet sensation. Unfortunately, once I do that, it's like, man, everything goes haywire and it's like, then I can't get enough of it. You know, now I've gotten a taste of it. And it's like, oh, now I eat the whole bag of cookies or, or box or whatever it is. Um, so that's an example of how 
if I'm not in a habit of eating healthy, like let's say I just did it one day, well then I'm obviously the next day it could be easier for me to go back. But the longer you have that routine of maybe saying no to the sugar or saying no to whatever, you're developing the good habit of eating healthy, right? So it becomes easier and easier. You just, oh, this is what I do. This is the meal that I'm eating. This is the lunch that I'm eating or the dinners that I eat or breakfast, whatever it is. And it becomes part of your routine where you don't really have to think about it. And maybe you're not going to be tempted to veer off. All right. So those are those types of good habits. Now, how does that apply to our spiritual growth, right? Like, again, I hope you're improving as an individual, whether it be an athlete, student, um, just in general, being a good human. But obviously, I want you to grow spiritually. So how does that happen? Well, you got to have good habits. <laughs> just like the passage was talking about the self-discipline and training for an athlete, you have to do that as an individual. And again, that analogy is saying, look, these athletes are doing it for a trophy, for a blue ribbon, a prize, a crown, whatever it is, and that obviously won't last forever. I mean, we're not going to take that with us when we die. It may rust, break, wither, whatever the, the reward was. However, he's saying, look, if we're doing this as individuals for our spiritual growth, you know, for practicing self-discipline, and that can come, again, the routines of reading your Bible, doing some type of Bible intake, right? How is the Bible getting into you? Are you reading it? Are you listening to it? Are you watching it? I don't know. I don't know what you're doing and what works best for you. And maybe there's probably multiple sources, but do something. You need to be doing something and make it a routine. The best way to make it a routine is try to do it at the same time. You know, if it's first thing in the morning or if it's the last thing you do at night, um, just don't let it get in the way and it become a routine that become a habit, right? Get it in and make it something that's achievable in the beginning. Like if you're not doing any Bible intake right now, well, I guess you are a little bit because you're listening to this podcast, um, but maybe you're not actually reading your Bible. Don't set out to say, okay, well, I'm going to read a whole chapter every day. Take it small. Say, I'm going to read a couple verses. I'm going to do this little devotion that takes me like five minutes. Do something that you can really do on a daily basis because then that can become the routine. That can become the good habit. And once you're in the good habit of reading your Bible every day, then you can add to it. But if you set out to read a whole chapter and it's taking you 10 minutes and you do it one day, great. Do it the second day, okay. Third day, something comes up and you don't do it, you know, or you only have like a few minutes. Maybe you got up late. And you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get to school. Uh, I don't really have the time. Or maybe you get sleepy at night. You don't finish because you fall asleep. Then you're like, oh shoot, now I'm behind. Now you're going to be discouraged. But if it's something, something where you can get done in five minutes and it's quick and easy, do that so that you're building the habit. Then we can improve on that habit. Okay. Um, listening to this podcast, guys, this is a, a podcast that I know you can benefit from. And it's only like 15 to 30 minutes a week, a week, not daily even, just a week. So set it to some kind of timer or something. Okay, I'm going to listen to the Truth For You podcast um, every, you know, whatever, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, whatever it is, make it a habit of listening, praying, 
I hope you're in the habit of praying. And again, it doesn't have to be some elaborate prayer. Maybe it's even while you're driving to school, or it could be between classes. It could be you know, between work, break times. It, it could be really any time. You don't have to have this dedicated time where you're blocked off and this is nowhere. Nobody's going to disturb me. I've got this time. But just get in the habit and then we'll work on the more details later, okay? So this this podcast is, again, it's about the habits. It's about doing that thing every day for an extended period of time. You're not going to develop a habit because you do it for a week or even two weeks. It's probably going to take three months or more uh, of doing it every single day for it to get easier and easier to where it feels like, okay, I don't have to think about it. This is just what I do. And I know routines can be good and bad. You know, I don't like the thought of this routine where I'm robotic and I'm locked in and that's just, just what I do. But on the flip side, there are some good benefits of being in a routine because it's just what you do. Now, obviously, if you're in a routine and your life is not progressing, then you probably should get out of that routine. But if you're progressing in life and you're moving forward and in you're doing good, you may want to stay in that routine, maybe tweak it a little bit. But don't think of routines as bad. Don't think it as robotic, okay? If you can build some good habits and routines, do them. Now, what about bad habits, okay? So let's look at the other side. Obviously, I think we see like the training and the self-discipline and doing the difficult things, you know, that can get us where we need to be. All right, what about the bad habits? How does that happen? Well, just like a good habit. You do this one bad thing, um, and maybe it felt good, or you got away with it, and then you do it again the next, and the next, and the next, and next thing you know, you do it on a regular basis, and now that is a routine, and it has become a habit, and habits can be hard to break. So now you're like, oh man, I, let's say it's sleeping in, okay? So look, um, I know over the holidays, Especially my family, you get into that maybe it's a bad habit of staying up too late, which means it's harder to get up in the mornings. Um, that can become a bad habit, right? It's like you got to get out of that habit. Well, I don't feel like going to bed early right now. I'm not tired, Dad. Well, you know what? You need to force yourself to shut down so that you can start getting tired and go to sleep. And then you've got to get up early. So once you're in that routine, then your body adjusts. And then your body says, okay, now I'm getting tired at nine o'clock, whereas before it was 11 o'clock and you still weren't tired. But now it's easier to get up in the morning because you have school or workout or whatever it is. But it takes time and it's hard to kick those bad habits. Same thing, you get in the bad habit of eating something sugary where it becomes an addiction. I mean, it could be smoking, it could be drugs, it could be whatever. That bad habit is now kicked in and now you have this addiction to it and it's hard to kick it. It's hard to get rid of it. You have to finally do the difficult thing. The first time is probably going to be the hardest to, to, you know, the first day without that addiction, without that bad habit. It may not be the most difficult, honestly, because you're going to be probably kind of motivated to at least get through one day. Um, it's probably going to be after that. Okay. So then the newness, the excitement of kicking the habit or the, you know, getting rid of the addiction or whatever is, is kind of worn off. And so now it's like, several days in, and then it gets tiring because it's like, oh, man, now I'm really missing whatever whatever it was, whatever the bad habit was. Um, but you keep doing that. You keep resisting. You keep building up a, a self-discipline. 
your self-discipline increases, which increases your confidence. And when your confidence increases, then it's like, it's like a cyclical effect. Like when you have more self-confidence, you're going to have more self-discipline because you're going to be like, oh, I got this, man. I can do this. You know, I don't need that. That's that self-confidence. And then it helps increase the self-discipline. There's more self-discipline you do when you make it through a day and you're like, I didn't do it. Man, that feels good. That boosts the self-confidence and who you are because you stay committed to the promises you made yourself. You said, you know, I'm not going to do that today. Okay, that is helping build a routine of getting rid of bad habits. Now, what, uh, what else can you do for bad habits? Well, don't be a superman or a superwoman and say, well, I'm just strong enough. I'm just going to resist. Help yourself be successful. Help yourself win those days. For me, if I just had tons of sugary stuff around the house, that'd be very difficult. Like I probably wouldn't be as successful. But if I don't buy that stuff, if I'm not near that stuff, obviously it's a whole lot easier for me to not, you know, splurge on sugary stuff because it's not there for me to get. But if I'm constantly around it and it's right there and it's tempting and then when I get hungry, they're craving and it's right there, it's easier for me to do. So young people, um, if it's looking at stuff you shouldn't be looking at on the internet, on your phone, wherever, delete the apps, block this content, set restrictions, whatever you have to do to help yourself be successful. Because once the cravings kick in, right? Once the, the thoughts or the desires are there, if there's no roadblocks, then it's going to be a whole lot harder for you to resist. Again, if I constantly left donuts on my kitchen table, I would say no a lot of the times, but there's going to be some times where I'm just craving the sugar and I'm going to give in. But if it's not there, then obviously it's harder to not do it. So again, if it's the apps that are causing you to stumble, <coughs> excuse me, if it's, um, you know, websites, computer, whatever it is, block it. Another thing is phones can be such a big waste of time. Let's say you're trying to dedicate your time to training or school or just spending time with family or friends or something else. And you know, if you have your phone near you, you're going to be looking at it constantly. You're going to be checking messages. You're going to be checking DMs. You're going to be checking social media stuff. You're going to be checking snaps, whatever it is. You're going to constantly be grabbing your phone to look at it power the phone off. Then if you reach to grab for it, you look at the screen, it's blank. You're not seeing the notifications. You have to take the time to power it on, which is more effort. So even just those little things, that will help you be more successful in kicking bad habits. It's not easy. That's why it talks about self-discipline. It's not easy. It's not easy to be a Christian. It's not easy to be a top uh, athlete. It's not easy to be successful in life. It takes hard work and discipline, but it's very achievable. It's very doable. You're not the only one that struggles. You're not the only one that fails at times. Like we all do that. You got to get back up and keep going, build the streaks, build the routines, build the habits. They're going to help you be successful, grow in your spiritual journey, grow in your relationship with Christ. That's going to come through positive, healthy habits. Look, I've studied a lot of very successful people, successful athletes, successful entrepreneurs, success, successful uh, business owners. 
you know what they all do? They all do a, a pretty regular routine of positive, healthy habits that have helped them get to where they are. I don't know who your favorite athlete is or business person is, but look them, look them up. Check into them. See what they do. I bet you, I bet you they do something on a regular basis, whether that be some kind of positive talk or, um, you know, self-discipline, maybe it's working out early. I mean, any top athlete, I promise you that you admire, I guarantee you they're practicing self-discipline in certain areas of their life and they are working really hard and doing things that are building positive habits in their life and eliminating the negative habits in their life. All right, guys, look, I want you to be successful. All right, I want to see you succeed. How can I help you? Please email me. Look, my email's in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. Maybe you have topics that you want me to to hit on. Man, I'd love to hear that. Any kind of feedback you got, obviously, please leave uh, a positive review. Comments on iTunes. I still don't think Spotify allows that. But if you're on iTunes, man, I would appreciate that. And as always, share the podcast, people. Help this podcast grow. Help someone else grow. Maybe someone else needed to hear this podcast about habits, developing good ones, breaking bad ones, so that they too can achieve their best this year. All right, guys. Well, I love you, and I will catch you guys in the next podcast. Bye-bye.